Hello, and welcome to episode 3. Is silence golden? Should we have no fear? To start out, I want to introduce two terms. They are silence and fear. So what exactly do these two terms have in common? Simple, I don't meet those requirements. Before the quotes and before any of that, I want to start with an example. And this example might help you understand what it means by me not meeting the requirements. Uh, So I'm an individual who has Asperger's and along with Asperger's, I also have mild anxiety. It's not that bad, but it can get pretty bad. And these, these experiences that I have is I panic when things don't go my way. I talk a lot. I really hate loud noises, but I love listening to loud music to help me relax. It's weird. I, I don't get it either. And I speak my mind whenever I meet new people. It's an unfortunate habit that I have. But sometimes I have trouble listening to them, and my voice can get pretty loud whenever I feel like an extreme emotion. So I have what is autistic attention. And what that is, is that when you're told to do something or told to act a certain way, you remember it, but you don't apply it later when that uh, situation occurs. So my autistic attention causes me to mix up the requirements of these two terms. And by that, I mean, um, I get, I'm afraid when I'm not supposed to be or I'm, or I'm not too silent, or I'm silent when I'm not supposed to be, and I have no fear when I'm supposed to be aware or cautious, so I mix them up all the time. And so it'll probably result in, uh, I'll probably have no friends for the rest of my life, and my life will just suck, so it'll result in bad, right? Mm, not exactly. So when I come to this conclusion about myself, At first, you think that, oh boy, she has a lot to work on. Um, And they think that it's bad. But really, the bigger questions are, it's not, is it really that bad? And so I take a second look. What about following the rules? I can do that. What about not wanting to offend anyone? I do that a lot as well. What about wanting to say something, but only able to say it in your head or through writing? And so that makes, that asks a big question. So why does silence always have to be golden? What if silence isn't? And why can't we be afraid to do something? I mean, it's normal to have fear, right? So these questions are all coming up. And I'll further explain why. So to explain how, to explain this further at least on the concept of how personal becomes political, The way that I write it down, or the way that I see it, is fear could represent darkness or light, and silence could represent light or darkness, so it could go either way. And to explain this idea even further, I know I say it a lot, but this is how I can do it, but to explain this, uh, we go back to Lord again, because she has really a lot of amazing quotes, so she mentions a whole bunch of these quotes. And to go over them, a few of them would be, to question or to speak as I believed could have meant pain or death. We all hurt in so many different ways all the time. 
and pain will either change or end. Death, on the other hand, is the final silence. I begin to recognize a source of power within myself that comes from the knowledge that while it is most desirable not to be afraid, learning to put fear into a perspective gave me great strength. My silences has not protected me. Your silence will not protect you. The women who sustained me all shared a war against the tyrannies of silence. They all gave me strength and a concern without which I could not have survived, in fact. What are the words you do not yet have? What do you need to say? What are the tyrannies you swallow day by day and attempt to make your own until you will sicken and die of them still in silence? So these are the quotes that she mentions. And these quotes are very significant because within them, Lore discusses her fear through her silence on a specific traumatic event, and she describes also the process of speaking up. So to explain it further, let's go back to my experience that I mentioned in the beginning as an individual with anxiety and Asperger's. So another term that I want to introduce you to is fight or flight, and I'm sure you've heard a lot of it from a lot of psychology classes, and so have I. And this idea of fight or flight are what happen these basically are like fear responders do you fight back or do you fly away and this type of thing that this type of thing that occurs um in in a sense that it's supposed to happen whenever a person's life is in danger and if it's not then clearly it's not that necessary but in my case, unfortunately, it happens out of nowhere. So whenever I get scolded by my parents, because I make mistakes, I screw up all the time. So whenever I get scolded by them, I had finally, before I never did, but I finally began to notice that I, tend, I started to get anxious. And I would also get angry, impatient, and I would say, stop it, or I get it, I get it, to avoid the situation. And... Like I said before, it happens every single time that I get lectured, scolded, or basically any time that my parents speak to me. And I don't know why. I think the reason is, is that I am experiencing that fight or flight in which I don't like what my parents are saying, and that results in me getting anxious and scared, and I avoid facing the situation by getting angry and talking back. And I think that is a fear as... Like, just not wanting to deal with the consequences. And this is, this is really important because, like, she talks about this a lot, but on a more extreme. But similarly, she does explain that this type of fear is, like, a darkness type of fear. It's not a light fear. It's mainly just this hidden darkness of all these little problems inside me that I don't want to deal with. Um, to keep going... Another example would be when, so this is a little bit personal, uh, so we're going to get a little personal here, but, you know, I am a child of separated parents, you know, divorced parents, and when they split, I didn't exactly know how to react to the change, and even to this day, it is still painful, 
it was worse before. It was really bad. And as a result, anything, I mean, anything that involved like a divorced couple or even someone taking revenge on the cheating spouse, it disturbed me because to me at least, it, it felt like one of my parents getting hurt even when it was not really the case and the reason why it felt like that was because I wanted balance. I understood that the point of a relationship is to be known as equals and to respect each other. But the problem is, I didn't understand that what the people were doing, they were doing it to make a statement. And I didn't realize that I just didn't want to talk about it and I didn't want to hear it. So for many of these uncomfortable things, um, I tend to stay silent or avoid it because it's not something that I want to talk about with the people who mentioned it. And to be honest, I didn't even mention this podcast to my parents because, again, I didn't want them to lecture me about how to speak because I really don't like it when they tell me how to do something that I enjoy. It really, really ticks me off. And it's just, it's just not fair. It's just not fun. And it's just plain, I guess, plain bad for me. So... From these quotes, a lot of what each of them are talking about is the various representations of fear and silence. So the first one, which said uh, to question or to speak, as I believed, could have meant pain or death. What Lord was trying to say here was that if she talked like her job in that society at that time was to be quiet. She was not supposed to talk about anything. And any type of mentioning of what she felt, of revealing what was within that darkness in this false light, anything like that would have caused her to get hurt or worse, even die. And the second quote goes on from that where it says that we all hurt in so many different ways. You know, we all experience various pains all the time. And so... For pain, it will change or end. So this pain of divorce that I'm feeling with my parents, it will end eventually. Maybe not immediately, but it will end. But death is just the final silence, you know, killing them because they know too much. It's kind of similar to that type of idea because death is where you can't speak. You can't talk about anything. You'll stay silent forever. So that is like the ultimate sense of silence not becoming light but silence becoming dark. So these two quotes are talking about how silence and fear are represented as dark terms. And that's what the that's what this idea of, of what these two first two quotes were talking about. So the next quote, which said, I began to recognize a source of power within myself that comes from the knowledge that while it is most desirable not to be afraid, learning to put fear into a perspective gave me great strength. This quote talked about how fear doesn't have to be about darkness. Fear can actually be positive. It can be light. Because fear usually means running away from something. But maybe fear doesn't have to mean that. What if fear could mean caution or being aware of your surroundings? And what was amazing about this was that with this idea of fight or flight, it can also be used as a positive term. It can be used as having caution around things that you're a little iffy on. So what she said was that she learned that fear didn't have to be 
no fear, like no, not being afraid, but fear could be used as a way to improve oneself or to become stronger, to be aware of your surroundings, to be cautious so that you won't make the same mistakes that you did before. And the next quote, which said, my silences had not protected me, your silence will not protect you. This one's deep because it really contradicts the idea of silence is golden. It really puts silence into the aspect of darkness because when one stays silent and doesn't speak out, that can result in a lot of consequences, really bad consequences. I mean, you've heard about cases where people just did not want to get involved and they stayed silent and as a result, the person wasn't able to be saved. So this really points out the idea that sometimes you should not be silent. You have to speak up. It doesn't have to be through words. It can be through writing. It can be through anything. Just speak up and it will protect you. It will help you find the truth and it will help you survive better. And I think that's a really deep quote because it really shows us that maybe silence isn't the only answer whenever something goes wrong. And the next quote, which says that the women who sustained me all shared a war against the tyrannies of silence. They all gave me strength and a concern without which I could not have survived, in fact. So this basically talks about the people who also went through similar things as Lord herself, because this quote really reminds me of what I went through when... Uh, well, basically, it's again about the divorce, but like by this, the people who supported me, not just me, but my mother especially, I feel like those who supported my mother when she d divorced my father were those that also felt the same way and those who also were forced to not be able to speak up or talk about it they just were able to just support and that's all support my mother and that was all she needed and in a way silence is represented as darkness here because the idea of staying silent to be quiet to make sure don't say anything is denying the truth and when you are denied the truth you need to find people who accept the truth and who will be there as your backup when you reveal the truth. So I think that's what that quote represents. And the final quote are these types of, this quote has various questions in which, on what to say when you speak up. So it asks like, what is it that you want to say, but you don't exactly have? Like basically think about how I, I have trouble making an argument. So what are the words that I, I'm almost there, but I don't exactly have. What is it that I need to say to win the arguments? What are these tyrannies or what are these problems that I have to deal with or swallow day by day and make it a part of my way of living to until the point where I will be sick and I will die with that problem still in my hand, just now having to go to the next generation. So these are the quotes that are constantly in, well, not just my head, but like in the head of Lord, in which she's trying to say that these are the questions that are constantly in our minds about how we need to face a situation and why it's not going anywhere. And in a way, these quotes all describe 
the terms of silence and fear. It, it's just the idea of silence, fear, speaking, and confidence, they basically have a similarity to darkness and light because they all can be used as part of the process to be able to, to talk about events that are usually uncomfortable talking about. And some of the binary terms or like, you know, the ones and zeros, the binary idea of silence and fear being only one thing is not true because silence doesn't, silence can be bad and fear can actually be good. And you gotta, the idea is you gotta look at more than one way. There's always more than one way to do things or there's always more than one perspective. And I think in the sense of darkness and light, this false idea of having one term meaning one thing and another term meaning other thing would I don't think it's it's not exactly right because you there can it, there's a lot of gray area and I think what this idea of pol- personal becomes political the idea behind it is that there are people with more than one perspective based on their experience and we can't always put one person as that main perspective you need to have multiple and i think that is what was important and i think that was what lord was talking about and since now that we have finished the next episode that will occur um i'm not sure about it yet however i am excited to say that I might be doing an interview, or if I'm not able to do that interview, I might go back to what I'm doing right now. But one of the things to be sure to look out for next episode is definitely an interview or another point. But hopefully an interview is one thing to look out for. And if not, then I'm so sorry. It'll just be like the same as before uh, episodes. So stay tuned, and thank you so much for listening to me ramble on about another topic. Uh, And I hope this helps, I guess, with all of your ways of living. Thanks. Bye. Hello, this is SL Megasham again. Uh, This is just some extra extra stuff that I just want to talk about and ramble about. So as you know, we're already on episode three. Hell yes. And as you know, um, further along, I'm hoping that the the number of episodes will continue at least until next year. And honestly, I'm, I'm still, I'm super happy that I'm able to make up these. And mind you, the thing about this podcast is that it's not going to be professional, professional. We're not all the background noises is going to be gone and there's going to be some extra background noises because I can't stay still forever. I'm I'm going to have to move somewhere or do something whenever I talk and it helps me calm down. So this may not be like one of the best or the top ones that you see about like talk show hosts, but this is something that I thought would be for fun rather than full on professional or full on like this because this is main this podcast is mainly a, a place to feel comfortable and the best way that I and not just me but like the people that are that I invite also we all want to be comfortable here so 
know that this podcast is just like it, it, it it's for something that's fun and it's something that i hope will make a difference um and it'll be something that is really special to me and honestly all the people that are listening i am forever and eternally until my ne- even beyond my next reincarnation i am fully grateful for your support and your interest in this so thank you and namaskar